focus unless the gun is on the table. Nothing is normal or natural or everything is game. I'm gonna start a collection of puddings and coupons that can be redeemed for frequent fire miles. We have to get out of this building. They made soup out of my research turtle. See, this is the, the scene of the movie where you help me out. You're all going to podcast down here. Hello and welcome to West versus Paul versus Paul versus Predator, the only podcast I'm aware of on the internet that covers the films of Wes Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson, and of course, the man of the hour, Paul W.S. Anderson. I am your host, Jeremy Anderson, and as always, I'm joined by uh, my uh, lovable co-host, Eric Anderson. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Jeremy. You know, this podcast, we cover Paul Thomas Anderson, Wes Anderson, Paul W.S. Anderson, uh-huh. and we're finally to the point. We're finally done having to talk about the other guys, and we can focus on what we really wanted to do this whole time, but mm-hmm. we were too afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we're doing it. It's all Paul, Paul W.S. Anderson from here on out. Yeah, we have eight I'm episodes left excited. of Paul W.S. Anderson movies because he's made approximately 100 movies more than the other guys. Yeah. Uh, yep. So we are now relegated to covering a bunch of Resident Evil movies and, of course, Monster Hunter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, super. Oh, yeah. Could not be more excited about that. I'm just joking. Do think this is a, pa- a painful experience. But you know who's going to make it a little less painful, Eric? Uh-huh. That is our guest. Of course, as the listener of this show know, every time we do a Resident Evil film episode, we bring on the Resident Evil sexpert himself, Michael the Collar. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> What's going on, fellas? I'm so happy to be here. I know. This almost didn't happen. I'm so glad that you realized that you had a little bit of time you could you know, wedge into your, mm-hmm. into your Saturday evening. And by the way, thank you so much for doing that. Oh my god! So happy to do it. So happy to watch this movie. I know. <laughs> yes, great to yeah. Michael. I gotta know uh, now because if you if you heard our last episode, there was a little bit of a goof that happened. Mm-hmm. That um, I'm I'm curious to know, Michael. Today we're talking about Resident Evil Retribution. Yes. Did you watch Resident Evil Retribution? Yeah, which one did you I watch? Am, <laughs> I am here to tell you I did, in fact, watch Resident Evil Afterlife. Oh, and wow. it was. What? <laughs> what if I just watched the same one I watched last time? <laughs> yeah, which is like the, probably the last one. I mean, I don't know. Uh, did you ever go back and watch Afterlife? No, I still have not seen the third one or the fourth one. Mm hmm. Well, as- luckily, you got, you, you got caught up to speed at the beginning of this one. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Boy, did we. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that they at least tried, you know what I mean, in this one. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like in Afterlife, yeah. I did, had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. I was... Uh, well, yeah, Afterlife has is like, is like a film that I think we all agree, for better or worse, is shot completely in front of a green screen. Like, I don't think there's almost <laughs> yeah. any... Uh, nat on location filming for that movie. This right. retribution at least has sets. I think like there's a neighborhood set at one point. There is a uh, Tokyo set at one point, um, and then there are some uh, numerous other ones. Ice. They go to the ice. <laughs> you know when they go to the ice. <laughs> there's um, an ice level. There is an ice level in this in this uh, movie game. But uh, yeah, I felt like I felt like visually, I was kind of a little bit more attracted to this film 
than Afterlife. Uh, Eric, do you kind of agree, or what do you think? Yeah, uh, yes, I think so. Um, this move, you know, this one actually started off. I was like, the way this movie starts, I was like, damn, this is kind of what I was looking for mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> with with all these Resident Evil movies. However, it uh, proceeds to go off the rails a little bit pretty quickly. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> it does. Uh, McCuller, have you seen this movie before? I had never seen it before. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. So we're all first uh, first timers, brand new here to Resident Evil Retribution. Um, can I just say that I'm actually coming around to Resident Evil in a big way, and and the reason being is I'm realizing that this is not Resident Evil is not a series about zombies. It is mm. not a series about uh, the end of the world, about how what what pe- how what people are doing to survive at the end of the world during the end of the world it is not even a series about any of the characters involved in resident evil it is a it, this this film franchise is about uh, uh how how much a husband loves his wife <laughs> 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 this is a film franchise that is dedicated from a man who's like mm. i'm going to make my 45 year old wife a <laughs> action movie star for for until we're dead that is his prime yeah. directive and that's what he's and that's what he's successfully done for every <laughs> one of these movies guys this movie had a 65 million dollar budget it made 240 million dollars <laughs> it is like it it makes its money back like like gangbusters and i mean come on it is she is struggling on the high kicks. Let's be real here. <laughs> I, I will say the part of it that feels most like an attack on me uh-huh. is that not only is he making his wife into this uber superhero lady, mm-hmm. but he's doing it with characters I love. Yes. Like well- <laughs> Leon Kennedy is like, we have to go rescue Alice. It's like, <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. That's not you. Yeah, no, it's it's it is absolutely absurd that they even try. They even try to do the <laughs> to the Leon Kennedy, the Barry Burton thing in this movie. Um, oh, oh boy! I know it. It was uh, almost exhausting. It's almost exhausting watching them try. Have you ever been like, have your boss tell you at your job like, okay, I know you guys aren't going to really do this, but you can at least try to like maybe like you know make the make the make the board look nice for the customers who come in mm-hmm. and you do just mm-hmm. such a shitty job at it like you're just like <laughs> i couldn't care about this less that is what it's like whenever we have a ada wong or a barry burton um at least ada wong they put her in the outfit which was crazy right it does feel like Ada Wong. A lot of these characters were getting into unchar- uncanny valley territory in mm-hmm. that they are so close to being what they are in the games yeah. that they seem more far from what they were in the games than they could have ever been. Yeah, I completely agree. That is, uh, that is, yep, yeah, that's, I mean, and that's part of it. That's what you're getting with, uh, with this franchise. By the way, this film was also in 3D and in IMAX 3D. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I don't own a 3D t- television. There's no way to really go back and watch this in 3D, I guess. But uh, would be kind of cool to see 
what it uh what it looked like oh you know what so, else too i was getting eric and, and mcculler let me know if you know if, if you guys watched the dawn of the dead remake by Zack snyder mm-hmm. there's a whole no. se- oh you haven't eric uh-uh all right well there's this whole sequence in the beginning of the film that's basically a husband wife and a daughter remember and then like yeah it all goes haywire and then she has to drive away mm-hmm. and there's a big car accident that's exactly like, it's almost like shot for shot happens in this movie it is, huh? And this came out well after that movie, right? Way later. I totally feel like I can't tell if it's an homage to that or if it's just plagiarism. But it's mm. one of the two. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that, hmm. like, and I think, Eric, you kind of mentioned this, too, that you were like, oh, this is kind of what I want from this movie. That the moment you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, they stole the only great part of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, I guess we got to plug the Patreon a little bit before we get fully started. Oh, do we ever. Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. $5 a month, Jeremy. What do you what do you get for that? What do you, you give us $5. What do we give you? Mmm. Wow. Is what I want to know. Took a big bite of chips right when you asked me. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, what you get is a slew of bonus content. And I mean hundreds of hours of bonus content that we've painstakingly recorded about just about yeah, a ton of different stuff. We've covered an entire season and a half of Tales from the Crypt. We've covered uh, yes. movies that are suggested to us regularly by, by you, the listener, by people who subscribe to the Patreon. Um, recently, for this week, we covered Leprechaun, the horror film mm-hmm. starring Warwick Davis and Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> just in time to be super late for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> um, yeah. So go there or be square. Yes, that's patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. And, you know, before this slips my mind, because I have not played all the Resident Evil games. Right. Is there a game where there is a mission where you have to care for a child who, for whatever reason, uh, thinks that you are their parent? Uh, Eric, get ready. There are multiple. (laughs) No. No, there's not. Um, okay, I, I mean, it, it's certainly less clear, not clear, um, it's it's certainly less uh, overt than it is here, but <laughs> okay. Resident Evil 2 definitely features a plot line where Claire, um, my favorite character in the games, meets a little girl named Sherry and almost immediately adopts her. Mm. Okay. Um, to the point where by the end of it, she's like, I'm going to come live with you and we can get a pet. And she's like, all right, I guess. Yeah. Which it helps that her parents are brutally murdered throughout the game. So you could see right. that it happened. Uh, uh, by you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by you. <laughs> with, your, yeah. with your flame rounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, feel, it feels like there are more. Uh, Leon, a character from this movie, uh, stars in Resident Evil 4. Again, uh, Ashley doesn't think he is her mother, but he does spend most of the game guarding this little girl who's with him at all times yeah it feels like it comes up in resident evil a lot weird yeah it's like you know they call them escort missions in video games it's kind of where you help like a weaker character through a heavily infested area Mm -hmm. and uh these are these are actually um kind of a uh what would you call it controversial game design choice people don't like folks (laughs) folks don't like them uh, Resident Evil 4 is like the first game that kind of got it right. Um, 
Oh, Eric, yeah, you played at Resident Evil Four. Yeah, you, like, I forget that there is that element to it. Yeah, yeah. you've got a you've got a girl with you, but she like doesn't get in trouble that much and when she does it's kind of adding to the gameplay it's a pretty solid escort mission sure yeah just like this movie is yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> 45 um, minutes in when the story begins yes which that's another thing we'll probably end up talking about is that this film it i it's hard to pinpoint when exactly it gets going or if it's <laughs> just always going right from the beginning <laughs> <laughs> like it's either it's either it's either going way too hard from the get-go from the jump or it has a very long introduction <laughs> but um here's a few uh, little pieces of trivia about the film uh in the scene between ada wong and alice in the underground office is a reenactment of the scene in resident evil 4 where leon s kennedy meets with ada for the first time in the salazar family castle bedroom Wong wears the exact same outfit in both the game and this movie. The film also includes Ada's climbing pistol and her interactive sunglasses from that game. Mm. Which Alice uses. (laughs) I know. They are slaughtering my beautiful lambs at the altar of Alice. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, Yeah, everything cool has to filter through Alice first. It's like... It's like, what if Alice bought... It's like it's almost like Alice bought Capcom and is now rewriting <laughs> the history so that everything has to be an Alice thing. It truly is. It feels like uh, like the Poochie thing where like whenever Alice isn't on screen, everyone should be wondering, where's Alice? Yes. Um, the voice over narrator for the film's teaser trailer in the form of a fictional umbrella ad, This Is My World, is actually Patrick Stewart. I kind of remember those ads. What? Um, yeah, Patrick Stewart does the VO for the ads. Um, cool. The first movie, this is the first movie of the series to not feature the Cerberus, a.k.a. Undead Dogs. And I appreciate that. I was done with killing dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, this is kind of interesting. This is the first time in the Resident Evil history that Jill and Leon have ever met, canon or otherwise. Oh. Yeah. Um... The original plan of Paul W.S. Anderson was to film this movie simultaneously with the upcoming sixth installment in the series, making essentially a two-part finale. In the early stages of development, Allie Larder and Wentworth Miller were slated to be included in the cast list. When the studio backed out from uh, backed out of the concert uh, of the concerted filming for two movies, Claire and Chris Redfield were scrapped from the production plans, and the filmmakers made it clear that Resident Evil Retribution would be a standalone film. The only carryover from the initial conception is the tagline, which bills the fifth film as the beginning of the end. Uh, yeah, there's not even a, a, I mean, allusion to Chris and Claire. I mean, I guess they talk about him, but they don't show him even in a flashback. Yeah, and it's, uh, uh, it did feel like they were missing because they were just throwing in the characters we hadn't got yet. Wait, who were Chris? We've seen Chris and Claire before in the in the film series yeah they were in they were a big deal in afterlife if you don't remember they were uh the ones going after i guess it wasn't wesker they were they were fighting something okay i thought they had a fist fight with wesker maybe they did Uh, somebody is fighting a big monster while the other two are fighting wesker or vice versa okay Mm -hmm. got it yeah um uh, I'm trying to look at anything else to see if it's like just interesting. 
So uh, while filming a fight scene with Mia Jovovich, uh, a yeah. mishap occurred, causing yes. 16 actors to fall off a scaffolding <laughs> and be sent to the hospital. As a result, filming was shut down a few days, and jo- uh, Jovovich visited some of the characters out of respect. I, I just want to say, and, you know, uh, just want to present this information. This is not the first time... <laughs> no. Someone has gotten injured on the set of a uh, Resident Evil uh, film. In fact, there was a stunt woman uh, who apparently won a legal case. Uh, the, the The Resident Evil af- uh, movie after this one, the final chapter, mm-hmm. she lost an arm uh, in a motorcycle Whoa. situation. I don't think anyone should be losing limbs over these movies. Not worse. Besides the zombies. Yeah, the zombies can lose limbs. People cannot lose limbs. These films are, we, and we, they are not worth it. As much as. That's something that, like, I I don't know, like, I I guess just my, like, brief period of time working on, you know, film, like, video productions and stuff is like. I don't know. It's it really annoys me when I hear about people like getting hurt because that's. I mean, it's just their job. They're just like doing what their job is, and yeah. it sucks that like anyone's job would result in them like losing uh, an arm, especially if your job is making um, you know Resident Evil the final chapter. Exactly. Which I'm assuming is not an amazing film. You'd think with the budget too, they would have so many safety protocols in place to think. help, but yeah. you know. I mean, it's just it's just crazy to me to think that anyone has to go through that to to make this, especially with how CG and crappy these movies look. There's just no... They could have just <laughs> yeah. CG'd it. Like, what is going on here? Am I missing something? Why are they doing it for real at all? Why is anyone doing anything for real at all? <laughs> Did this woman lose her arm between two green screens? <laughs> yeah, the two green screens <laughs> felt... No, she it was a motorcycle thing where she was, like, driving a yeah. motorcycle real fast. And it was mm. like... Just freaking CG it. Put her in a... Ugh, anyway. Um, Let's get into the plot of Resident Evil Retribution. What do you fellas say? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Alice and the others on the Umbrella Corporation freighter Arcadia were attacked by a fleet of Tiltrotter V-22 Ospreys (laughs) led by Alice's brainwashed former (laughs) ally Jill Valentine, resulting in the killing of many of the survivors in the ship. I guess that is how the movie starts, right? It's 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 like... It's like... it starts from a place and it goes backwards. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, Alice is captured during the attack, while the fates of Chris Redfield, Claire Redfield, and Kmart are left ambiguous. The story switches to a suburban Alice living with her husband Todd and her deaf daughter Becky. Zombies attack, revealing the suburbia was actually Raccoon City during the contamination incident. Have we seen Todd before in any of the other earlier films? I don't think so. I was trying to imagine if he was um, the guy from the first movie right. who was her fake husband. Mm-hmm. That would have made I don't sense. Know. I don't mm-hmm. think he was. Yeah. I also don't sense. think he was. That would have made sense. Um, Alice... Mom and Becky managed to run away from the undead with the help of Rain Ocampo uh, by letting them ride in her car. As they escape, they are hit by a garbage truck. Same thing that happens in Dawn of the Dead remake. Knocking, Rain unconscious. Alice hides Becky inside another house, but is killed by a zombified Todd. 
Meanwhile, the real Alice awakens in an underground facility and is interrogated by Jill. I want to point this out as a, actually a pretty effective and kind of a cool horror scene. I actually liked this scene. <laughs> I liked that, I, J- that Jill was in an upper area and the light kept turning off, making it just completely pitch black. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about the suburbs part. No. Which I thought was really great. Yeah, I yeah, oh yeah, that was cool too. That definitely cool. I, I think we uh, yeah, we we talked so much about how it was sort of just like that other scene that we should give it credit where it's credits due. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And like I love that like the little details like anytime you put just Raccoon City on the side of a bus or a, a side mm-hmm. of a helicopter, I'm really uh, all about that. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I really like this scene where she wakes up in this cuz like they do cold sterile laboratory settings so often that it really takes like something inspired to get me to even pay attention to what's going on. And mm-hmm. I liked her being like elevated up in that room and like the, the, the light shutting off and, and like, I don't know. It just seemed kind of scary. Yeah. It's cool. It, it did kind of like bum me out though that we, cause that this was the moment where I was, I guess what I really liked about the, beginning is like oh they're really starting like fresh and we're maybe we're gonna get a more my thing with these movies i guess is that they're and a lot of paul ws anderson movies is they are not grounded in mm-hmm. our reality very much at all and no. i was like oh we're in this like suburban situation maybe we'll see like what is this whole resident evil situation how this is affecting How's this affecting people like me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Your average Joe. The middle, the, the uh, little guy. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I liked it. it. It did have like a very good uh, sort of like horror zombie, you know, kind of feel to it. And then as soon as we cut to this, it is, yeah. I, I do agree with you. It does look very cool, but I was like, okay, we're going to, this is going to be more of what we've been seeing. Yeah. We're back to shit town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, during a power failure, Alice escapes herself. And the laser grid, which I think McCullough, you and I have talked about these laser grids before. Oof. So scary. Very scary. I don't want I don't want I don't want to become little squares, little cubes. You slide very slowly <laughs> apart from yourself. Yeah, I don't first, want- <laughs> first of all, it looks like you made it. Yes. You look you look like you're fine. Yes. And then slowly little lines of blood come and you are oh. in multiple pieces. Oh, you fall apart to it's- just a clump of body beneath you i don't want to die that way no that's a bad way to die because you got you want it's like it's like confusing like when does the lights go out like when are you finally dead like that's exactly (laughs) my fear how much do you feel yeah like i would hate to be standing still and then the top half of my body just starts to slide oh and like yeah like i'm just like conscious i'm just like normal living my life during it i hate that idea no 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 um Okay, so she escapes laser grid, finding herself in a simulation of Shibuya Square, Tokyo. Fighting her way out against zombies. Uh, I don't know. I liked the Tokyo setting. Okay. That would look kind of cool. Yeah. There's a giant GameStop, which I thought was... I don't know if I thought it was funny or if I thought it was stupid. I, I couldn't really there's, tell. There's also a big... Did you guys catch the huge Norton antivirus <laughs> billboard? <laughs> I, I thought I, it was a oh, funny joke. Man, bring those billboards back, please. Yeah. It, it was the first moment of many in this movie when I it it felt like they said 
Resident Evil is based on a video game, so we should put references to video games mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> as opposed to references to Resident Evil, which right. is its own deal. Like, GameStop is a video game thing. I can't remember what it was. There was some point where, like, they go through levels. Like, you're yeah. literally going through levels as though it was a Mario platformer. Yeah, like, why not just call, like, two, two, the, the main character Mario? uh okay fighting her way out against the top agent oh sorry out against the zombies she enters a control room filled with dead umbrella employees and enters encounters ada wong one of albert wesker's top agents wesker who i do like wesker in these movies i gotta say (laughs) he's fun wesker appears on a screen explaining that both no longer serve umbrella and the power outage was staged by Wesker's hacking into the facility's computer mainframe. Wesker also reveals that the Red Queen, one of Alice's arch enemies, I love that one of her arch enemies is a computer. <laughs> As though uh, she's got a rogues gallery yeah. of various <laughs> little girls who have wronged her in the past. Yes. Uh, oh, man. Yes. Uh, was reactivated after the Hive incident and now controls Umbrella. He continues on that the facility is underwater, located in Kamchatka, Russia, and that it formerly served as a Soviet naval outpost. Um, I can uh, There's this. Uh, I'll save this. I'll save this for a later scene. Any thoughts on any of that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I didn't realize that this all like tied into like real life history in any way oh yeah it does (laughs) kind of taken aback when they started talking about like the cold war and stuff like that oh is that is is any of that uh uh present in the in the video games oh no okay the closest they got is resident evil 4 has whiffs of like is america going too far in a post 9-11 world but yeah for uh, two two cutscenes, which is Oh man, what an impact! <laughs> um, it, it's why I became a liberal. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it pushed <laughs> it you. Me. Yeah, you were hard to the right before that. Uh, the facility was designed by Umbrella for manufacturing clones and created and creating simulated outbreaks to show the effect of the T virus. Ada and Alice plan to rendezvous with a rescue crew organized by Wesker, which includes <clears throat> Leon S. Kennedy, Barry Burton, and Luther West. Alice's former ally who survived after the outbreak in Los Angeles. Leon's team. <laughs> Your friends ever like, hey, do you want to be in my bachelor party? Me and all the dudes are going to, uh, we're going to Vegas. It's like, yeah. oh, who's going? It's like, oh, Jeff is going. Ricky's going. Yeah. Nick Frank is going. You're like, great. Also, Matt's coming. It's yeah. Like, oh, Matt? <laughs> Matt? Yeah. You're friends with Matt? Yeah. Who's Luther West? What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Well, Luther West, I guess he's a character that they've already introduced in an earlier film, but I couldn't remember exactly who he was. I, But he is, he's the black guy, right? Who's in the crew. Mm -hmm. That's Luther West? Okay. Who's Kmart? (laughs) I want to say he was in four. Eric, do you remember who Kmart was? I remember that there was a character named Kmart. I'm trying I'm trying to remember. I keep trying there to Google him, but movie, I just right? keep getting information <laughs> on the store Kmart. <laughs> oh man. Luther West, Alice's former ally who survived the outbreak in Los Angeles. Yeah. He's a good character from what I can remember. Uh Leon and Barry, we have not met before. Leon's team 
plants explosives near the entrance of the facility, which will detonate in two hours to ensure the facility's destruction. The group plans to meet with Alice and Ada in the Raccoon City suburbia area. In a New York City simulation, Alice and Ada defeat two executioners, which, by the way, love this. Love them. Love monsters. Let's be real. How do you guys feel about oh, yeah. these executioners? Are these the uh, describe them to me? The big, I'm trying the to big. Re- they look like big hooded axe wielding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys rock. I like the. Yeah. I, yeah I, and I remember them from the uh, the game. Mm-hmm. The game. It it does feel like a bummer that the heightening because they were in the last movie. They were. Uh huh. And they were just like, well, what if there was two? Yeah. But and that, that never and that, quite works. That's also a video game thing, though. You know what I mean? It is. Where you fight a boss, and then the next boss is like two of them. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leon and his team enter a Moscow simulation, red square, in front of the GUM facade. But they are cut off by a heavily armed Las Plagas. Undead horde, which has surrounded them. Lost Plagas, a reference to what? Resident Evil 4, correct? Resident Evil 4, yeah. Yeah. Can I just say something about Umbrella? So Umbrella mm. is supposed mm. to be doing all of this shady political and economical business all around the mm. world. They're creating mm. little hives. They're they're experimenting on human beings. They're apparently, you know, shipping off weapons to Russia secretly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to America. And wow, to America, both sides. both sides secretly. Hey, Umbrella, maybe don't put your logo on all of your stuff. <laughs> if you're going to be that secret, don't put it on your submarine, my guy. <laughs> might might uh, might do Might do you a little bit of favors in the future. Like when they show up, they're like, huh, I wonder where we are. They look over at a submarine. It's like, we're at the Umbrella Factory because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's so clear from their logo. It's like... It's so arrogant. Yeah, yeah. It's just the audacity. But um, also makes me feel like uh, like look, when a smaller company hires a graphic designer for the first time. Yeah. And they're so proud of that logo. They're going to put it on everything. Yeah. It's, it's I guess they're, they're, they're trying to kind of channel the nazis with like the mm. the swastika but it kind of doesn't make super sense in the situation like like the nazis were trying to take over the world they need that symbol to be a powerful sign of you know we're taking over this place see look at our sign mm. our symbol uh, umbrella's trying to be covert they're trying to be under the radar <laughs> uh so yeah it doesn't super make sense um in the suburban setting Alice and Ada encounter Becky, who mistakes Alice for her clone mother <laughs> and is instantly attached to her. They also encounter Jill and the clones of Alice's deceased allies, James One Shade, Evil Reino Campo, and Carlos Oliveira, uh, who is a character from 3, the Resident Evil Nemesis. Did was that Carlos? We, yeah. We already did the clone thing, right? In the oh, last movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And 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 that came from the film before. So they they were doing clones for a long time. I will say it was cool to see uh uh James One Shade back. He was the guy that got all lasered up and then he yes. ends up back in this and I was like, "Yeah, I love this dude." So we're saying that those guys were clones too? No, these are the clones. 
They're, these are the clones of them. I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, huh. Yeah. Here's my issue with this movie. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when uh, we were last going to talk about Resident Evil Afterlife and I accidentally watched Resident Evil Apocalypse, mm-hmm. the exact same thing happened. Oh, no. In that. This is a pretty interesting take on a zombie movie that you are all of a sudden thrust into parenthood by finding this little girl. Mm-hmm. These clone specifics are a little wonky, but that's like a cool motivation to like really get out of this zombie situation yes. because we've got to save this little girl who's now decided I am her mother. I can't remember if we talked about it on the pod last time, but in Resident Evil Apocalypse, the really interesting idea is that the f- guy who like runs Umbrella is telling Alice like my daughter's still in the city and I will get you out if you find her. So it's like an interesting little motivation to stay in zombie world. You're saving a kid. These storylines start 45 minutes into the damn movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're like, here's our interesting premise. Yeah. You guys ready? And it's like, no, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. At this point, no, you've already I'm bored sleepy. me to death. Yeah. Well, and it's only a 96 minute long movie. So (laughs) they're they're playing with fire by introducing these concepts so far into the film. Um, Yeah, it's it's the the like order and construction and like what what would we call this structure? Not Mm. Paul W S's strong suit. No, it's not um, a big Joseph Campbell guy. Not no, I wouldn't say that. No, he's a big. what is Michael Bay doing? Maybe I'll try. I'm going to try to do something like that, but put my own spin on it. And I feel like a lot of decisions that get made get made sort of. Would it be just so badass if this happened? Like that kind of thing. Oh, that's how he lives his life. I think he might be living his life one my one. But what he may not understand is that films benefit so greatly from having these little touches, right? Like introducing mm-hmm. the concept of your film in the first ten to fifteen minutes. You know, like yeah, like that's that's the thing that really helps the 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 watcher. People uh, love these little touches, like not wasting thirty minutes. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. I do, and I also, I do appreciate, by the way, the return of all these people. It made me feel like, oh, this, this, like, I don't know. It made me feel like I cared about these characters when I don't. But I did in the moment when I saw them. I was like, oh, it's Michelle Rodriguez again. You know what I mean? Like, it had yeah. that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I like that about these about this franchise, too. And it does feel that I struggle to think of any examples, but there are, like, certain things where I was like, oh, I remember that from that movie, mm-hmm. or, like, you know, little nods to previous, you know, installments of the franchise, which is which yeah. is fun. The two encounter the good clone of Rain, whom they met in suburbia at the beginning in the Moscow simulation, Arbatskaya Metro Station, and Alice gives her a weapon in order to help keep Becky safe. She then rescues Leon's surviving crew from the barrage of Las Plagas zombies and a giant liquor. Love a good liquor. What a big liquor. He's a big liquor. Um, once united, the group heads... Oh, man. When you first see the liquor, by the way, there's like... A, he kills a guy right away. And I swear the scream that comes out of that man is like... It's like it's like one of those canned, like, comical, like... Aah! 
like just like <laughs> like it's like it's like such a painful scream that it's almost it just made me laugh. It, it made me giggle. They they pan to the guy next to him and he's like tugging at his shirt collar, like yeah, like yeesh, that was a mess. Uh, once united, the group heads towards the tunnel and reaches the submarine pens in the facility exit, but are soon ambushed by Jill's team. Becky is captured by the liquor, and Good Rain is killed, breaking her neck against the concrete after being thrown by the liquor. That sucks. That's another one of my fears. Death by neck break. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do not. Like, anytime you see it in the movies where people do the head twist to death, mm-hmm. not a fan. I've been yeah, going to the chiropractor l- lately. Uh, <laughs> I've been going to the chiropractor, and boy, oh boy, does that guy do that to you. Wow. So he just gets you right but, to the edge of death. <laughs> it really does feel like he's going to break your neck, but then I'm, uh, my back doesn't hurt anymore. Then you're good as can be. Mm-hmm. Alice, re- Alice rescues Becky and kills the liquor using a belt of grenades. Barry sacrifices himself in the process, holding the umbrella operatives off long enough to ensure the others escape. Using Leon's bombs, they finally manage to destroy the facility, allowing Leon and Luther to escape, while Alice and Becky also survive, having used the ventilation system. On the surface, all is quiet until their snowmobile is knocked over by Jill Valentine's Oscar-class submarine. (laughs) Jill and Bad Rain confront the group with Ada being held as their hostage. Jill and Alice begin fighting with each other, while Rain, now also enhanced with the Las Plagas Parasite, granting her superhuman strength and healing, fights Leon and Luther. Alice is able to tear the mind-controlling scarabs off of Jill's chest, returning her to normal. Unfortunately, Rain kills Luther, while Leon is knocked out. Realizing that Rain is too powerful to fight, Alice shoots the ice under her feet, and she's dragged down by the swimming zombies from the undersea installation to be devoured for killing her for good. Wait. That was it, cool. That wa- I loved that shot of from mm-hmm. underwater, all those like the pyramid of zombies swimming up mm. to pull her underneath. Also... Another fear of mine I have, being pulled under the water by the, the z- bunch of zombies. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> at a certain point, I, the, these movies, yeah, like, yeah. kind of, like, my my enjoyment of them kind of peters out at a certain point. Yeah. I did, I did kind of like this, but, yeah, I don't, it, I don't know what it is. It just, like... They overdo it for me, or something. Yeah. Like they, it just reaches a point where I'm like, "What? What's going on?" <laughs> it's it's point. a lot of sameness. It doesn't feel yeah. like there's a lot of variety. I don't know how he does it in Mortal Kombat because Mortal Kombat feels like front to back. I'm never bored. Every fight is unique and fun, um, visually, and just I feel like the choreography. Like I'm just always like, "Yeah, man, of course." This mm-hmm. scorpion fight feels way different than this reptile fight. Um, but for whatever reason, it's like this film, I couldn't, I couldn't like audibly describe to you the differences in these certain action set pieces. Like they're not, there's something that doesn't feel varied about them. They feel very the, like samey, even though I know they're not like, 
like the suburbs sequence is different than the Russia sequence for sure. But I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Well, then, then things just happen, and they fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> this movie yeah. feels to me a lot like eating an entire meal of beef jerky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good, and maybe some's teriyaki and some's peppercorn, but like at the end of the day, it's all the same. It's all the same consistency, and it yeah. does flatten out. Yes, and it's too salty. Kind of chewy. Yeah. Yeah, and your hands... We- your fingers have a little bit of grease on them yeah. afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you smell bad after. And you're, yeah, you're <laughs> kind of sweating the beef jerky out, and you're wiping on your, your it on your pants. You know the the grease. Yeah, yeah, and your wife left you because you keep eating <laughs> beef jerky for dinner every night. Yeah, because you she kept saying, "Would you please make me a dinner?" And you just kept bringing big plates of beef jerky. <laughs> Alice, Jill, and the remaining survivors travel to Wesker's headquarters. <clears throat> A heavily barricaded and fortified White House staffed by remainders of the U.S. Armed Forces. Alice meets... See, that's... Here's... I'm, I guess... So they're at the White House, <laughs> right? So how did... Yeah. What, why, did why is Wesker there? Is he the president? <laughs> I think he's the president. This is cool. If he's really the president, I'm, I'm actually on board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do love that. I do love that we finally get to the White House in this franchise. <laughs> yeah, we finally get there. Alice meets Wesker in the heavily barricaded Oval Office, where he injects her with another strand of the T virus. He kind of has flash powers. He's just very fast. Yes, and these are powers he does have in the game. He is fast in the game. He's got flash powers. Yeah, uh, specifically in Code Veronica, he is. Hmm. Uh, shucking and jiving left yeah, and right he's a fast guy all right as much as he needs um so yeah uh he injects her with a t-virus returning her superhuman abilities as only alice successfully bonded with it she's the ultimate weapon on the roof wesker explains explains that the red queen is trying to wipe out humanity and all of the remaining uninfected humans are in the base it is humanity's last stand a pull-away shows the U.S. military defending the White House alongside the remaining Umbrella Corp soldiers against enormous hordes of T-virus abominations swarming all over the walls. And then cut to... Come like a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's... uh Wow. And that is Resident Evil Retribution, the second-to-last Resident Evil film... In the long-running Resident Evil film franchise, we have but a few, but a few final words to say about the film and a ranking to give it out of four Chucky Freckles. Yes. I do want to hear from our guest first, though. Michael McCaller, you have the floor. Give me all your thoughts about Resident Evil Retribution and out of four Chucky Freckles, what would you give it? Keep in mind... There will be blood is a four out of four. <laughs> and I would I would agree with that ranking. And event what's her- a one out of four? Event Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. I was kind of keeping a tally through this movie. Like I feel like I have a different barometer for this movie specifically. I feel like uh, I was a little closer to being able to do it with the original Resident Evil and Resident Evil Apocalypse to just be like, okay, this is its own thing. Let's let, it, how does it sit? Mm. 
This one was throw it in my face. This is a Resident Evil movie that is not Resident Evil. So I was kind of keeping a little running tally where things would happen and I would say, now that's Resident Evil or that's not Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time I noticed it is like there's this intense scene in the suburbs section where Jill, uh, Jill, uh, Alice and Becky climb up into the ceiling and the zombies are down there and they're going crazy and then just cuts to a ladder. And it's very still and scary, and they come down, and there's this se- segment where you know there are monsters around, and they're going to attack you. And I was like, that is the first time I have felt like I was watching a Resident Evil movie, and they got it. And that feeling was right for about 20 seconds, and then it was over. But as we go, Alice is running through the security system, and it says security system disabled. <laughs> That's not Resident Evil. Uh-huh. In Resident Evil, the security system has been activated. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, so this movie, it feels like it's cl- both closer to a Resident Evil movie and farther away. Mm. That hurts my feelings. Yeah, It's no Event Horizon. It's two Chucky Freckles. Oh, wow. Two. Very generous. A very generous score. Yeah. Other films that I've given it to for are Shopping, the very first Paul W.S. Anderson movie. And uh, that's it. <laughs> uh, Eric Koppel. Um, you know, I this movie, I first of all, I want to start my review by uh, lowering my ranking of Resident Evil Afterlife, which okay. I, for some reason, gave a 2.5. Wow. I'm going to lower that to a Two. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm just gonna bring that right down to a two. <laughs> Don't know you why I had that. Needed to begin 5. this review by taking that one down. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's were how. You just like lying in bed at night, angry about that movie. <laughs> that's how all of these start, by the way, uh, McCaller. Is that we always have to lower? We start by lowering another score so we can put this in that score because we're like, yeah. this is definitely be- worse or better than that. Mm-mm-mm. Right. Um, so I will say that being said, I like this is my favorite uh, Resident Evil movie so far. Oh, I do. Wow. The, the bar is, you know, I don't like these movies that much. Right. But I do like them more and more as we're going on in the in the franchise, which I think, you know, that's something. Yeah. And uh, I think I will give this a two point two five out of four. I you know I'm disappointed that we didn't kind of it didn't stick with the uh, like the tone and the vibe of the beginning of the film. I do like that they actually like I I I like that you can just totally tell that Paul W S Anderson got a note from a producer or someone uh, who was at the production company that was like, hey, we should like catch people up to speed in this one at the beginning, yeah. And like, make sure everyone knows what's going on. Yes, because uh, I definitely appreciated that. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. Once it gets into like the you know the Cold War like justification, like all the weird like history and sort of the convoluted uh, you know uh, the way you know the backstory and and all that exposition and stuff. I I kind of it's hard for me to like continue to un- fully understand what's going on. Uh, but I don't know. I like there. I will say that this, this is, uh, uh, I actually like the way that this one looks. 
Yeah. Um, which I don't say a lot about Paul W. S. Anderson movies. No. There's moments <laughs> that I that I like <laughs> I like quite a bit. And I, I don't know. I think it's a it's it's fine for what it what it's what it's supposed to be. So I don't know. Two point two five. I'll probably lower it next episode. Who knows? But Jeremy, what what are your thoughts? Okay. So I'm actually going to do a little, a lot of adjusting. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to raise my shopping score to 2.25, from 2 to 2.25. Why? Because I like it, because I think I like that film as much as I like Resident Evil, the first one, and as much as I like Death Race. Those are all 2.25 movies. I'm going to lower my 2.25 from Resident Evil Afterlife to a 2, and then I'm going to give this film a 2. Because I like mm. this film and Afterlife about the same. To me, they were very similar in that they were these high octane, kind of kind of shitty CG action movies with not with a very convoluted plot that doesn't even su- that doesn't super make sense and doesn't really honor or justify the things that came before it too well. <laughs> and uh, beyond that, just completely uses canon from a beloved video game as toilet paper like it's just to kind of wipe its little butt along the way like other than the name leon s kennedy and the look he does look a lot like leon s kennedy i there is no reason that this character should be called leon s kennedy like there's no reason to be fair he does get shot down by ada which is one of the most re things that can happen that is cool i mean i guess but i but like they're not there's no there's no like hey i was a cop in raccoon city before all this happened you know what i mean there's no like mm-hmm. acknowledgement that he is it, it, it's indicative of the entire film the franchise in general i think that this movie has some good parts to it i thought afterlife had some good parts to it too i i, I think that they're it's not like these this is just like an abomination that's that's event horizon that's the movie Soldier with Kurt Russell. Those are abominations. This is just like, just like again, like it's a it's a popcorn flick that you'd take, you know, you'd go on a date, you know, if nothing else was playing. Oh, we've seen everything else. Let's just go watch this, um, and not much more than that. So it gets a two out of four Chucky freckles from me, um, and that's just the way. It goes. That's the way the zombie crumbles. That's the way the body crumbles after you get uh, lasered to death. Michael McCaller, thank you so much for joining us on West oh God, versus Paul versus Paul versus Predator. Can we count on you to come back next week when we cover <laughs> the final oh Resident Evil installation? Because I believe that is what's next week, right, Eric? Yes, I cannot wait to find out. How the story ends. How the story Dude. ends. Yes, I know that we've been getting you uh, every three weeks for the for a while, uh, Mike Michael. But I I think I think we might need to request your services just one more time for old times' sake. To come Listen, back. Let's finish this strong. Let's all do some push-ups yes. and watch another Resident Evil movie. Yes, one last one, and then you do not have to join us for Monster Hunter. We will shoulder that <laughs> on our own. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's one of the greatest gifts you've ever given. <laughs> me, friend. Uh, where can people find you out there on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Michael McCaller, and then I stream on Twitch sometimes. Twitch.tv slash Michael McCaller. Eric. 
You know, go to Twitter and type in Hubie Halloween one, all one word, and you'll find our account. Or you can just type in the name of our show, and uh, that's where you can find me is uh, on the show Twitter account. Um, and patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. We have a great time over there. Very excited about the uh, the recent episodes that we did, some of the fan requests. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are going to be doing having a uh, an in-depth discussion on PTA now that we've watched all of his films uh, next week, which will be very uh, fun to do and hopefully interesting to listen to. And, uh, yeah, we love doing this show, so any support that you can give us, even if it's just for a month or so, we're sure you'll love that bonus content, and uh, any support is appreciated, of course. Jeremy, what what you be plugging? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. And uh, yeah, you know, head over to that Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. It's always a good time over there. We got a lot we got a lot of things cooking up in the kitchen for you. And you know, once you get plugged into that community, you can always you can start requesting stuff, start a dialogue with us. Like uh, we love we love our fans and we love uh, we love keeping in touch. So um, with that, Eric, you wanna you wanna sign us out? Norma? I'll see you in my dreams. <laughs>